0: The main thing, Luke, the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 32, as we start a brand new series. Now, if we say it's the main thing, then it must be the main thing. What do you, uh, what do you, you're going to hear in this message series, you're going to hear, all right, Jesus died uh, for what? Okay, to redeem us from our sins and to cause us not to go to an eternal hell. Uh, The main thing, God sent his son, and we know that. We understand because you're going to hear that. Many of you uh, follow different things. You follow baseball. Some of you follow, uh, follow Gator football. Some of you are at the game, I guess, last night. One of my, one of my friends, uh, three of you are Florida Gator fans. Some of you are Florida State fans. Some of you are Miami fans. Some of you are Bull fans. That's good. Some of you are fire fans right here at Southeastern. Uh-oh, and you won last night. Some of you follow the stock market. Do you know that? Say, what stocks are going on? Let me take a look. What's happening here? Some of you follow girls. <laughs> that's right. And Some of you girls follow guys, and that's the way it should be. So we follow a lot of things. If you follow something that is really valuable to you and that you love and that you appreciate, that is a priority of you, you don't want to be separated from it. In other words, some people have favorite television programs. So they say, if I'm not going to be at home to watch that program, I'm going to, what is it you do that you, you what? You DVR. DVR? You DVR it, okay? That's good. So why? Because you, you want to be certain you, you get that. It's a priority to you. You, you don't want to miss it. Elisha said to Elijah, "I'm following you around. Because there's a double anointing on your life, and that's what I, I want that double anointing that you have. So I want you to know that that I'm going to follow you wherever you go. You go to the bathroom, I'm going to be there. And Elijah thought, okay, I want to lose him. I want to see if I can't get rid of him. See if I can't shake him. And he tried, but he could not lose Elisha. Stuck with it. No way. And so as you understand that, in our hearts there are people that we love. Individuals that we're supposed to love like your kids, like your spouse, like your parents or friends at work or friends at church. You say, I don't want to lose that friendship. I don't want to lose that situation. Some of you, of course, enjoy fellowshipping with those individuals that you love that are a priority in your life. Other people are a little bit different. There are some people that you don't like. Pastor, we're not supposed to not like people as Christians. That's the way it's supposed to be. But this is not a perfect world, no. So we 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 put up barriers and we say, you know what? I'd be glad, you know, my parents or in-laws are coming down. Man, I'm glad they're here, but I'm ready for them to leave. You know, etc. So we and we have some people that we just hate like a business partner that ripped you off, or like a spouse that walked out on you, or like children who virtually say, we don't want to come over and even have any time with you. And you say, wow, that's unbelievable. Some people with various social behaviors that you don't agree with, you think, I I don't like them. Individuals that, that may be gnarly and individuals that that are just angry all the time, or just gossip all the time. People say, I don't don't want to be around them. And so we understand that there's, we follow people that we love and respect, and we sometimes don't engage with people that we really don't care for. Here's what I know, that Jesus cared for everybody. Say that with me. Jesus cared for everybody. Everybody Luke, the 15th chapter, is an interesting story, so I'm going to get on with it here in amen, and I I preach a little better, uh, a little faster, (laughs) when there's an amen here and there. And when I realize it's not sincere, I slow way down. (laughs) So here's Luke 15. you ready? 1 through 32. Jesus is teaching. He's a great teacher. Individuals, scribes and Pharisees, they're confused. They're confrontational. They cannot figure out how this kid that many of them knew and remembered that he got lost and he was in the temple teaching and preaching when he was 12 years of age and they realized this guy, every time he opens his mouth, powerful words come out and lives are changed. And here's what else they know. Scribes and Pharisees thought, okay, if you're a Jew, you're in. Even if you're a brawling Jew, you're in. If you're born a Jew, you're in, Etc. cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. But if you're a Gentile and you're an individual that is really not ranked in society at all, we really do not like you. As a matter of fact, we don't care for you at all. So what's Jesus doing? He's confusing them. Because here's what their complaint was about Jesus. He eats and fellowships with sinners. He actually does. He eats, he's a Jew and he goes with Gentiles and they eat pork chops there. How can he do that? He's an individual that relates to harlots. He relates to tax collectors. Everybody hates tax collectors. And he's teaching and we don't understand it. We can't figure him out. We're doing everything that we can to try to read between the lines, and we still have not come up with a good reason. So Jesus knows that, and he thinks, I'm going to tell you what's important to me. Social status is not important to me. Wealth is not important to me. Position is not important to me. Education is not important to me. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, those things, it's wonderful if you have all of that, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is this. My heavenly Father created you, and I came to this earth to die on the cross for you. You matter to me, no matter what education, no matter what social status, no matter what your opinion I will die in that day for you because you matter. Turn to your neighbor and say, you matter, you matter. So, okay, he thinks, how am I going to get their attention? So in Luke 15, he talks to them about three things. One is the lost sheep. The other is the lost coin. And the other is the wayward son. The first one, of course, the first story is about sheep Second one is about money. And the third one is about an individual that, hey, wow, unbelievable. A kid is apparently spoiled rotten. The sheep, they begin to think. He's talking about sheep now, 100 sheep. Okay, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. A shepherd had 100 sheep, 99 were safe in the fold. But one was stubborn and possibly had a type A personality and decided to adventure outside the realm and the sight of the shepherd. And he got out there and there are wolves out there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and he is lost and I must go find the one. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees are thinking, what is he making sense? He's got 99 sheep, good sheep, that are obedient sheep, that are sheep that follow, sheep that pay attention, sheep that know their shepherd, and he's going to forsake and lead the 99 sheep, and he's going to go out there and risk and find the one sheep what's up with that. They could not understand it. Jesus said, that's my story. I'll give you the value lesson in a moment. And he said, Oh, by the way, there was a lady. She she didn't have a lot of money. She had 10 coins, and one time in her life, she lost one coin. And when she lost the one coin, she had 90% of her sum total. She had nine other coins, and, and guess what? She lost the one coin. And when she lost the one coin, she decided, okay, um, I got to find that one coin. And then the boy, the boy, he chose. He was a grown man and left daddy and left the farm, left the estate and went off, got his inheritance, got his money, spent it on wine and women and song, which is a bad combination. See, that would have been a good point for a sincere amen. But none of y'all said a word. So wine, women, and song is a bad combination. Gone. Now, if I am his accountant, I'm going to say, hey, He made his choice. He made his bed to make him. That's right. That's what the Pharisees thought. That's what the Sadducees thought. He made his bed, he can just sleep in it. Jesus gives them those three stories. The Pharisee says, I want to get to the bottom line. One sheep, does it matter? One coin, does it matter? I mean, the son that deservedly walked away. The Pharisee's trying to put it together, and he said, there's got to be a common thread. Could it be that God, Jehovah, and Jesus the Son is saying that God's heart is so huge that it doesn't matter if it's one lost sheep or one lost coin or one lost son that it, in fact, all matters to Jesus? Just one. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, and whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's the main thing. But it goes on in verse 17, for God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That's the main thing. That's the whole reason that Jesus came. You embrace that main thing in that one thought. So we sing the song to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. All I ask is to be like him. I got more, and primarily the church in general doesn't give a rip about the lost one. You know why? Cuz in general the church at large ain't reaching them. How dare you say that? I'll say it again. We're not reaching them. Now we do good in programs. Victory Church have a whole plethora of programs. But think with me now. When's the last time you bought one to church? Just one, just one. When is the last time that you brought just one to church? Somebody you work with, somebody, some family member, without it being a special occasion or a comedian or a special group that you said, hey, I want you to go to church with me. You see, to find the one, you got to have focused effort. And so in this one, in this story, this is what Jesus is trying to get them to understand. So he says in 2 Peter, for God is willing that none should perish, but rather that everyone would come to the knowledge of the truth. That is the main thing. I want everyone you know to be impacted by you. People that you meet every single day, you shop with, you work with, family reunions, all of those things. You say, but how can I judge? I don't want to judge. That's a cop out. Just straight up, that's a cop-out. The bottom line is we judge every single day. We do. We do. We judge every single day. Hmm. Wow, amazing. But the reality is it doesn't change the fact of what Jesus is teaching and he's laying it on the shoulders of the church. He really is. He's laying on the shoulders of the church. He says, you don't have to judge them, but you can judge the fruit. So, so let, me, let me try to help us. We, we already know this. You people online, listen, pay a, a close attention. If a person confesses, according to the Bible, and says, I'm a follower, I gave my heart to Jesus. And so now, hey, or I shook the preacher's hand, but there's no change in their lifestyle. There's no change in their behavior There's no schedule change about making room for God and his church. There is no desire to roll their sleeves up and engage in the church. Let me tell you, you know what the Bible says? The fruit that they think they have, they do not have because it's not manifested. You might be a fig tree, but if you don't produce the fruit, this is what he says, you're useless. We're guilty. We are guilty as a whole in the church culture. And you say, why is that? That's why in Luke 15, that Jesus is getting our attention. And this is what he, he says, who is, who's God going to use to reach blind, lost people who don't even understand that they might be sinners, except he use you, or use you through the church of Jesus Christ. And the common thread is this, He said, the sheep is missing, the coin is missing, and the son is missing. And here's what he did. He said, I got to find them. I have to find them. So the lost sheep, the shepherd said, I got 99, I'm sure of. They're good. If the rapture comes, I got to tell you. But that one out there is I died for that one. I don't want anyone to get away. I want to go find him. I want to go do my best to, to, to find where he's at and bring him. How many have ever lost something and you just tore the house up trying to find it? May I see your hand? That's right. We, we do that all the time. My brother-in-law, my brother-in-law who's traveling quite a bit right now, was out in California. He came, flew back in from California. Then he had to turn around and fly to uh, Seattle, or not Seattle, but Minneapolis, and when he, when he got there to check in, they said, let me, let me see your license, of course. You know the drill. You, let me see your license, et cetera, and your ticket, et cetera. License. He couldn't find his license. And he didn't know where he left them. He thinks I, maybe, maybe the, at the airport when I got on the plane to come back, maybe they have them. You know what he did have? He had a Sam's ID photo card. A Sam's card with his picture on it, and he had another ID card of his, and they let him on that airplane. How many of you think if that had been you, they would have let you on the plane? I don't think they'd have let me on the plane. I'm telling you that. You know, you might have said, well, I'm Ray Gunder, and here's my sound. They probably would have let Ray on there, but i got to tell you. But then when he got on the plane, you know what I'm thinking? He ain't coming back because they're smarter out there in Minneapolis. Well, we don't even know about Sam's. But he made it back, like because he lost them. I don't know where they're at. You lose your keys, you lose things, and you say, I have to go find it because it's important to me, because it's valuable. How many of you think if you lost one of the kids that you love, You go try to find the kid that you love. May I see your hand? You really do. How many of you wish that you had lost one of your kids now? (laughs) A few of you. (laughs) Really? No. Here's what he's saying. The lady turned the house upside down. All the furniture trying to find that one coin. That one coin trying to find it. The father would go to the end of the property, look down the highway and say, he's got to be coming back. Where's he at? He's got he's to be out there somewhere. i gotta, I got to find him. Listen, friend, as the church, don't play games with God. You owe your life to him. If you've got any favor at all, you ought to be here every time on Sunday morning and say, I'm here to let the Father know I'm found. I'm not lost. I'm still in. I'm still worshiping. My... Uh, my uh, um, in um, March 1st of 1955, our house burned down. I've you know, told you that story. Uh, we owned a chicken farm, uh, a couple thousand chickens, I guess. I'm pulling from my memory. We had thousands of eggs that had already been collected and in the cartons and cases to ship to market. And one morning, that morning on March the 1st. I heard a crackling noise. I went back to the back room, uh, opened the door, and the minute I opened the door, I opened the door this way. I remember it as clear as now, and that fire just shot out. It was already in the attic, shot out. Now, that, that was pine, tongue-and-groove pine wood with varnish on them. Uh, and it shot out, and it just took my breath away. My mother and my uncle were down back working. I, I could... I could hardly get my breath to go get them and finally smoke's boiling out. Fire trucks made it, had to run through the fence on the north side of the property to get back there to try to get to the fire in 30 minutes flat. Everything that we had was gone. Gone. When the fire trucks came and we are looking, I have a sister that's just younger than I am, but I had a little brother. Uh, he, uh, he, He you know, we, we lived out there. So he went wherever he wanted to. Uh, and we asked, where is and my little brother, uh, my mother, where's he at? Is he in the house? Now here's what I remember. It didn't matter if the house was burning down. What was most important is where is your little brother? Where's he at? Didn't matter if the fire trucks were crashing through the fence. Didn't matter if the house was caving in, didn't matter that the thousands of dollars worth of eggs that, that, by the way, after the fire was over, we got in the center of the egg of all those boxes and they were cooked perfectly in the shell. So, uh, but it, it's, at least there is a positive line in all the story. But where's he at? My, my little brother had the propensity to go, he'd go out back and he'd take the little chickens and he would dig a hole in the ground and he would put the chicken in there and then cover it up. And the only thing above ground was the chicken's head and neck. Uh, and that's what, that's what he was doing. He was back there, you know, um, planting chickens. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so that's where we, we found him. Uh, and, uh, and, and he's been weird ever since. Uh, <laughs> but, but at any, any rate... When my mother found out where he was, wow, what a relief. By that time, the house was down, roof was caved in. Uh, but we found my brother. How much was he worth that day? Everything. How did that make our heart feel to know we found the one that we didn't know where was at, but we found him and he was not in the house on fire. You leave here today you remember this the house is on fire and there are people that Jesus Christ died for that's inside and somebody has got to be the hand that brings them out that's my job. That's our job. And let me say this to you. We are a busy church. We do a lot of programs. We're going to send a truckload of stuff tomorrow. We're at the Dream Center. We're we're busy. But I'm going to say this very, very carefully. A program did not die on the cross for my sins. A person did and his name is Jesus Christ, died on the cross for my sins. Nothing, nothing can take the place of you being that person that reached someone that you relate to. And don't, they are, the Bible says that lost people are blind and don't know the power of their sins, or how blind they are. But if they've never bowed their knee and confessed their sins and then seen the fruit that is manifested in their life, they are lost. And our responsibility is, in fact, to find them. You see, find them. Help me find them was the the line that the teacher was doing. And at Victory, we reach a lot of people. We do educational programs, small groups, addictive behavior, the the Dream Center. Do you know why the cops were out here helping us? Do you know why Victory was the church that FEMA, the city of Lakeland, and the public's people said, that's the church? Because we have a testimony. Everywhere you look, you cannot get around the fact that there is one church in this community that says, we care about people, we care about them, and that's what we do. But listen, we have to do more. We have to be that individual. It was amazing. Uh, F- uh, Bay News 9 did a deal on the program out there. Isn't this wonderful? I love Baptists. Baptist people, many of you are Baptist people. We love you because I'll tell you what, we just love you. But they said, and here at Victory Baptist Church in Lakeland, Florida, I'm thinking to myself, great day in the morning. <laughs> I've not written them yet and probably won't. But I, I mean, they were just one of those. Why can't you get it right? You know, you get it right. (laughs) I just discouraged myself. (laughs) We have missions, we have missions programs that reach around the world. Here it is. But when one person, just one, and that's somebody you know, here's what the Bible says Luke 15 10. There's joy all across heaven when a single sinner rejoices and comes to faith. All over heaven. All over heaven. By the grace of God. So I'm going to wrap it up. I see what time it is. You are I am, my brother's keeper. I am my brother's keeper. We are to reach those that are lost because we don't see the manifested fruit. People you work with every day, listen, I'm telling you as real as you hear my voice right now, you and I will stand before the Lord and the Lord will say, what about that person that you rub shoulders with 40 hours every week? And you never, you never, Embrace them. You never brought them to the place to get them to church and keep it up. The girl at McDonald's, I've been working on her for 10 years. 10 years. Others of you, I worked on a long time. And you're here today. We are to love everyone. We are to have zero prejudice. Zero prejudice. Zero prejudice. Zero Zero prejudice. Well, I don't like what they stand for. I don't like their social behavior. I don't like... God doesn't give two liver lips what you don't like. And that's a fact. He'll tell you what He likes and its people. Amen? We're not to judge. We're to be a vessel that has been filtrated by the Holy Spirit and electrified by the power of God for the Great Commission. So God, help us... And then to say, if you need help and if you need an answer, his name is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's our job. That is the main thing that he died me and you. Turn to your neighbor and say, what a great message! Would you stand? I, yeah, you, you take coaching. It has to work. Okay, this is a pretty solemn subject, isn't it? We, we know everything that we heard today, don't we? We know that. So what's going to change? What's going to change? We already knew all this in this message. But what's going to change? Nothing. Unless you make a willful decision to say, I got to do better. And i got to do better consistently, not like the last diet that you were on. It lasted two weeks. And then it flopped. And it'll take you a year and a half to recover. And you'll be, we can't do that. Jesus could come now. Amen. Reaching lost people ought to be the most exciting thing that we do. Let's do it. Can I ask you to do several things? Would you pray for one another? that we'll get a little better than what we're doing? And let's do the main thing. Would you pray for those that need help and prayer in our community in the Caribbean? Would you go home today or go down to wherever it is you go down to and get some stuff? Or Don't bring your rusty cans. Give the best you got when you give it away. And bring something back down here. If you get confused and you say I don't know what to bring 6700235 you call that number I will tell you what to bring what owl are you in what do you see I see I see toilet paper bring it I see paper towels bring it I see paper cups bring it all that stuff's in the same owl Go to the next aisle. I see pork and beans. How many like pork and beans? Oh, the Lord made pork and beans. (laughs) Bring pork and beans. Bring green beans. Bring corn. Bring split peas. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Go to the next aisle. Cereal. Oh, yeah. Somebody said, how can you eat cereal? With no milk, you get frosted flakes. They're really good without milk. (laughs) Everybody understand what I'm saying? Let's bow our heads. Let's repeat this prayer. Dear Jesus, Jesus, forgive me. me. I I need forgiveness. And I'm coming to you, asking you to redeem me. Here's my heart. I want to live differently. I want to think differently. I want to behave differently. As your love is in me. So, in Jesus' name, I surrender to you as the Lord of my life. In your name. Amen. If you need prayer in the service tonight, let it bespeak faith and determination. It's a great, great message. Bring your goods throughout this afternoon, bring them tonight, bring them tomorrow. Whatever you do, just bring them. Bring in the front of the church there, in the lobby. We're going to send a truckload. That's one way of reaching out. I've heard the cry of depressed and discouraged pastors who are really trying to be encouraged, who are just so beat up down there. They need our help. And we will do it. If you need prayer, anything in your body, he's the healer. Amen. How many of you actually prayed? I mean, you actually prayed Sunday night during the storm. Anybody? Yes, you actually prayed. Was it, now I lay myself down to sleep? Pray the Lord my soul should keep. If I should die before I wake. How many slept through the storm? Great day in the morning. Great day. How many tried to sleep through the storm? How many did not sleep through the storm? There you go. Wow. You need prayer, you come on down. And then we're going to give you the benediction. I love you guys. Let's just wait for a moment for someone who just needs God's touch. You come down. God will answer your prayer right now. Do that.